Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Jeff Grammer with the Albuquerque Journal, and you are listening to the Talking Grammar Podcast. As I record this intro right now, it is Monday, October 10th. Episode 49 of the podcast is what you're listening to right now, and we are now less than a calendar month away from the start of the 2022-23 college basketball season. Today's podcast is an interview with two of the players for the UNM Lobo basketball team, and, and they're, they're a team that's expected to be much improved from a year ago. Today happens to also be the day that preseason ballots were due for the media poll for the Mountain West Conference. I do think that the, the Lobos will probably settle into the number four, probably number five, four or five. But I will have them on my ballot, on my preseason ballot at number three. I have them a little higher than most because I do think they met their offseason needs in, in getting big physical players in Morrissey Daisy and Josiah Alec. But the main thing is that those guys are added to a combination or a core foundation of this roster that includes two returning all-conference players in Jalen House and Jamal Mashburn Jr. And those two players are who I interviewed today together, talked about a lot of things, what last season was like, what they learned about the Mountain West, what they learned about themselves, what they kind of learned that they didn't know about each other's game in, in playing with each other last year, and then obviously the spin forward of it all. What are you guys going to do this year to make it different than last year where you two could score? You guys averaged 35 points a game, combined, obviously. They averaged 35 points a game. They were good offensive players. But what's the next step for this great backcourt that the Lobos have? Obviously, they want to win. They make no bones about that. In fact, Jamal Mashburn Jr. makes a prediction or at least makes an expectation. I don't know if he's – I should call it a, a prediction, but I asked him what will – the goal be what will be acceptable from this year's team. And he said NCAA tournament. So that's where you're at, Lobo fans. It's been a decade now. It's been 10 years since the Lobo basketball program has played in the postseason of any kind, NIT or NCAA. I do think that this year's team will be right in that right in that mix of the NCAA bubble or maybe an NIT berth, which would be a huge step for a program that, as I said, is now on a 10-year hiatus from the postseason. Some big strides over the last couple of years, and the fan base needs it. This this fan base really needs the, the Loba basketball program to get back to where it was, or UNM's risking losing more and more of its fans. So that's where we're at. I talked with Jamal and, and Jalen today. I want you guys to know that I'm going to keep doing these podcasts all season long. Coming out, as I said, every Monday night, I'll, I'll be posting them on Monday nights. Tuesdays is when you can count on having them, because I'm not entirely sure what time on Mondays I'll be able to get to them every week. So this is going to be a once a week thing. I'm happy to say that people have already started reaching out and and inquiring about some advertising possibilities, stuff like that. This will be a regular thing throughout the season. And it's because you guys have interest in it. I appreciate you guys for doing that. Makes my job so much easier when you guys give me that feedback. And as I say every week, you can get me anytime you want at ABQ Journal. I'm sorry, at ggrammar at abqjournal.com. That's my email address. And you can also get me anytime you want on Twitter, at Jeff Grammar. Give me the feedback. Let my bosses know what you're thinking. Let me know what you're thinking. Give me some ideas for future shows, what you like, what you don't. And um, much appreciated. Again, for now, episode 49 of the Talking Grammar podcast is a conversation with UNM Lobo guards, Jamal Mashburn Jr. and Jalen House. I hope you enjoy All right, guys. Look, we're, we're heading into year two now. Um, you guys just get done with the practice, regular practice? Yes, sir. How's that going? How's practice? Good. I feel like we stepping in the right direction for sure. Yeah. New guys. I mean, energy there? Energy's all there. I mean, we, we, we all got abundance of energy. So, yeah. That's 
this time of year, you guys should have some energy, right? You guys shouldn't be worn down just yet, I would hope. So um, what I want to do is I want to just talk about the season ahead a little bit. Um, start, though, with kind of what you guys learned from last year. So for starters, let's go back to last year. What did you guys, what was surprising about the Mountain West, about playing global basketball in year one? What what did you guys take from last year? If there's one big lesson, either one of you guys that wants to start, I'll let you go. Okay. Um, what did you take from last year? Um, I mean, I just took um, oh, I took a lot from last year, first of all. I mean, it was one of my biggest learning experience years as far as as a basketball player in college. Um, you know, just getting to know just the system and, um, you know, the Mountain West and stuff like that has been um, been a blast and stuff like that. But I mean, it, it, I mean, just learning how to play, you know, amongst, you know, great guys and great players and how to win and really just how to do it together. And um, I think that's what I've learned coming into this year from last year of just, you know, we, we, we need everybody, all pieces um, contributing. So um, I think that's the biggest thing for me. What you, what did you learn? Um, <clears throat> it, I mean, it was a big learning experience uh, coming from ASU, not playing, of course, for two years and then just being thrown into the role of like leading the team. Uh, so, I feel like it was a good stepping stone in, in the right direction for my bas- basketball career down the road. And um, we just got to build on that from last year. And then as a team, uh, we just got to be able to use each other, like everybody use each other instead of like being a one-on-one player all the time. Right. You know, because we lost a lot of games because of that. So, and this year we're trying to win. So. so I'm curious, a lot of you know coaches through the years and some players that have come from bigger Power five conference type, power six in basketball, really, um, conference schools that have come here. Uh, I, I think the general takeaway, and correct me if I'm wrong, the Mountain West, the, the talent's still there, certainly starting five. Maybe the depth doesn't go there, seven, eight, and stuff like that. But were you guys surprised at all that, that most teams in the Mountain West had the same, at least starting talent yeah, that the, the, the Pac-12 had? That Definitely, but the only difference really is is the bigs. Like, the bigs? They're, they're men, like, all around in the Pac-12. Yeah. Uh, I mean, don't get me wrong. We got some big boys in this uh, yeah. conference, but but not I mean, every team. Like, I mean, I, I'll say it. Yeah, I mean, not every single team and their bench got yeah. they're pretty big. So the bigs was a big a big difference. Did you, you kind of notice the same thing? I mean, yeah. I mean, in the Big Ten, that's the most physical conference that I played in to this day. So I mean, just I would say the size of pretty much all the players, yeah. at least from the Big Ten, it, is 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 a difference just from. The three man to the four man to the two man, like it's just, it's just, um, there's a big, not a big gap, but like a there's definitely one, a pretty, like, a pretty yeah. significant on that size, yeah, on that size factor, for yeah, sure. for sure. What you guys learn about each other? Um, and last one from from last year, really, but like, let's start with you. What did you learn about Jalen that you didn't know? And and was there anything that surprised you about his game? What did you learn about him? Um, I mean, I learned a lot about him. I mean, you know, one. Um, I've seen his clips from in high school and I've known about him for, you know, forever. You know sure. what I'm saying? I didn't know he was this good. You know, I, when I first got here, I mean, when we started playing practice together, I'm like, man, like this kid is like the fastest, one of the fastest guards I've played, played with, if not the fastest guard right. I've played with, you know? And, you know, his vision is, is, is great and he can, he can see it and, um, you know, really pick apart a defense with his speed and his, and his, his passing ability and he can shoot. I mean, I mean, I just, um, you know, he's a terrific player, man. I mean, I just, that's all it is, too. And he puts in the work, too. So, Same question for you. What did you learn about Jamal? Um, I never really knew MASH before uh, before coming here. So, like, we connected through Instagram, like, on our DMs before uh, we both committed. And we talked a little bit. And then I never, I got to look at some of his clips. Um, 
I'm like, okay, he could shoot the mid-range really well. But when I really seen it in person, I'm like, wow, like, he's really, like, almost automatic from the mid-range. Like, every time you shoot it, I think it's going in. I mean, he's so, like, physical off, like, off the ball, too, like, playing defense. Like, right. he's wearing people down. Um, and he could just take you off the balance, get to the basket, and finish through contact. Um, he's got good vision, too. I mean, he's just a, a well-rounded player. Was there anybody else on this team last year that um, maybe surprised you from start to finish or or just kind of maybe you knew something about but you learned something different or, or by the end of the year they were just different? Anybody from last year that you guys um, kind of that stood out to you that maybe didn't get the recognition from, from us media but also from fans? Anybody? I want to say somebody, but you have somebody? Go ahead. Uh, Brima. Okay. Brima. I mean, he's... He's um I see a lot of myself. He didn't, yeah, and he him. didn't get the minutes. So. Yeah, he didn't, and I I I need to I need to say this right here and there. He I see myself in him, and he's he's a worker. Um, you know, no matter what coaches coaches says about him or or or, or throws at him, he's always gonna keep a level head and keep keep the same mentality of I'm gonna keep going, I'm gonna keep attacking, and he always plays hard. Like like every time he's on my team, he's he's always giving me giving me energy and giving okay. everybody else around him energy. And I think he's he's gonna be a he's gonna be a terrific player. All right. I, I really think that. So, anybody kind of stand out along those lines that maybe we all didn't pay attention to? I would say to? Brima too. Um, also, Javante. I mean, he yeah. was playing out of position all year, and, and that's, that gets that's hard to do. Yeah, like he's not a big. I mean, he's strong, but he's not like how big these other guys are. So that's hard to do playing out of position the whole year. That wears your body down, and I mean. He had a great year, so. And there were, were times, and, and I reported on it, so so maybe I'm I'm picking at him a little bit at this. There were times where he would have that 20 point game or eight, you know 15 to 18 point game, hit all those threes, and then the next game he'd have zero points. Yeah, yeah. And I would ask like, okay, how much is that on you guys to get him involved? How much is it, of it is on him to to get involved? I but, say that's more so on me. You know, on, on you I'm and you guys. Guard, to get I gotta involved. I gotta find people better. But that, but a big part of it too is what me. you said first was like he was playing out of position too though. Mm-hmm. I mean. I mean being at the four, you get open shots to two a lot. Like it'll be like somebody helping off, or like they're in a like a a drop coverage yeah. or a, a red coverage. He'll have like a, a open pop, and sometimes I'll miss them. You know, everybody human, everybody yeah. make mistakes. Uh, I just got to do a better job of trying to find everybody. From from hearing just from your guys' summer practices and, and and coach, you know, he can pick anybody he wants to sort of say these things about. He's talked up Javante quite a bit and how much he's worked. No, his you guys see a difference? Has, nah, he like he's dribbling more. Um, he's coming off screens, pull ups. Like he looks really good. He looks really polished. He looked like he had a a very hard working summer. Yeah, it's gonna. Yeah, we should see it, right? Thing. Oh yeah, I mean he's like 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 for him everything for him is up here. Yeah, he got it all. He's got it all. He's got he's six six. He can put it on the deck. He can shoot all three levels. He can defend, you know what I'm saying? For him, it's just about can I put put it together every single day mentally and be like, look, I'm I'm gonna continue to do it regardless if I'm missing or not. And so if he can just if he can just stay confident and stay a hundred percent like man, like I'm Javante Johnson, this is what I do, he he'll 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 be sky's the limit for him. Two more about last year. One was your dad called the game. Did he was he too critical on you when he was calling games? Because he was pretty he called two of your games I mean, actually. He's doing his job. Yeah. I think, mean that's really it. I, I can't remember which one it was, if it was the one here or the one in San Jose, but one of those two, like, he, he was pretty hard on you. I was like, wow, I wonder if he's overdoing it because that's his son or, or if that's just what he's doing. But, uh, like, no, he, was, he wasn't he was afraid, that's for sure. He doesn't want anybody else to, like, think he's being, a, like, 
a favor. Obviously, he's a dad first. Sure. So like, but in that role, in that minute, yeah, he right? He has to do his job. So I mean, if it's to pick me apart, it's to pick me apart. Yeah. You guys, you guys talk about your game quite a bit. Yeah. Um. Usually, not so much the day of. He'll call me like the day after. Or, I mean, he'll call me the day of. Like, how's your body feeling? He doesn't ask about basketball. And then the next day, we'll we'll probably just talk about the game and how. It so went. that's sort of your guys' process. Day of is more. How are you? The day, the next it, day it is a little depends, bit of like. Though, like if. If I want to talk about it, we'll talk about it. But if I don't want to talk about it, we won't talk about it. it. Yeah, nah. Um, what about you? What's what's your post game with your dad like? Do you, do you watch all the games? Oh yeah, he's he's all in. Yeah, he watches all, every game. Um, and I, I talk to my dad every day. So um, uh, you know, me and him have a really open line of communication ever since I was you know what I'm saying little. So I mean, we talk about the game, break it down. Um, you know how I'm feeling. Um, what I saw, what yeah. he saw, what I can implement for next game. You know what I'm saying? You know the takeaways. Um, you know, how I could have made my team better. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, yeah, we'll, we'll just talk about it right after the game, you know, no matter how good I did, bad I did, mediocre, whatever, you know. Well, so with those two guys as the backdrop kind of, you guys this summer both went and did your things. A lot of your guys this summer, um, for you two in particular, was on your own, was back home. Phoenix mostly, I think, the Phoenix area, right? Yep. Um, is it Phoenix? Uh, I live in Scottsdale. Scottsdale, okay. So, and then back Florida, where in Florida? Miami, Florida. In Miami, okay. Mm-hmm. So you guys did a lot of years um, back home, and I think those, you know, the, the dads and the NBA kind of background is the foundation for you guys already having a pretty good, like, workout regimen. It might not have been with them in particular, but that's where you guys kind of had it instilled with you guys right mm-hmm. through the years. And mm-hmm. and tell me about those summers. Um, Are you start- talking about, like, leading up into college? No, 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 th- th- just this past okay, summer. Okay. Like, you guys already had, like, a, a, a place to go where you're going to get good workouts. You, you didn't have to find a gym to work out or, or trainers. Like, you, you had people in place probably already yeah. to do that. My uncle has, like, his own gym in his back like in his backyard, so. It, Is that what you did mostly in the summer the, yeah. at your uncle's? Okay. Yeah, because I live right next door. So there's four houses, my two uncles, or my three uncles' houses, and then my mother's house. And then I just walk next door, go work out with my cousin or something or yeah. one of my high school coaches. Uh, and then I would go down the street, like, about 10 10 to 12 minutes to go get my like strength and conditioning training. Okay. So I was pretty much in the same area all, all the time. How much did this summer get you better? I say it helped me a lot. I mean, I feel stronger. Um, feel like, I feel like I'm more polished. Like I'm ready for this year. I'm ready to take on the role that I need to take on being a leader, being the point guard that I need to be. Cause we got a lot of pieces that where I don't need to do as much as I did last year. Don't get me wrong, I'm still going to be aggressive, but like, you know, just making an extra pass instead of shooting that shot, you know? You, I mean, you talked about getting stronger. It's not like there's nobody in the NBA that, that weigh, what do you weigh right now? It's in the 60s at least? I think I weighed earlier, I was like 167. Okay, so if you can stay in that 160s at least, right? Like, Yeah, I'm trying to get up though. Um, if you can get up to 170. I, I, I got idea. sick though, so okay. like, I lost weight. Okay. So, um, but yeah, I'm definitely trying to gain weight. But I was going to say, like, it's not like there's not guys at the next level that, that are small. You can be small and play at the highest level, but man, it, it wears it's on hard. you though. Like, yeah. I mean, there are times I think you would take a bump and, um, you'd, you'd end up on the court and you'd be on the court a lot. Well, sometimes that looks like a flop, but I'm like, no guys, like that guy that just hit him is like outweighing him by like 90, 80, 90 pounds. Sometimes you're going to fall a lot. So like, but that wears on you. So part of getting strong isn't just like, working through contact it's just so your body can hold yeah, up i would think right honestly because i did 
feel a lot of that last year, just falling a lot. My knees, like hitting my knees or like getting kneed in my thigh, just just putting a little bit more meat on my bones. Yeah. So I don't feel that as much. And you, you don't feel like it's slowing you down or affecting your game adversely in any way, right? So far, no, so good? Yeah. Um, what about you this summer? What did you work on primarily, and, and what was the setup like uh, in the summer for you? Yeah, I was um, I was in the gym every day, seven days a week. Um, you know, I was with guys like Donovan Mitchell, Darius okay. Garland, um, D'Angelo Russell, Austin Rivers, um, Mikhail Bridge, all, like dudes like that that are just I can pick their brain um, about the next level and just about basketball in general. You know, they know the game, and and I'm competing against them, so I'm getting my confidence up, and you know, and I'm holding my own. So. I think this summer was uh, extremely important for me. You know, I, I worked on everything. Uh, there's not a single part of my game I didn't work on. I would say the most important thing I did work on was probably just um, I'd worked on a lot of passing off ball screens, um, just getting a lot of reps in like that with like with, with live defenders. Um, I remember uh, I had a week of training with uh, I was with um, I was with Darius and Bam Adebayo. And he's, you know, he's 6'10", 6, you know, I, I got to pass it over to him and he's he's deflecting passes. So, I mean, I, I worked I worked out on, on that a lot. I mean, this summer was crucial for me. I mean, this summer I, I put in so much work and I'm ready just to let it all out. When you two got back this summer and again, a lot of it was th- those guys were here. Um, you two were, were certainly as leaders trusted to, to make sure you guys were working and you did. When you guys got back here, um, was the transition back into the team set up here was, was it everything run smoothly? You guys were yeah, right back into no it. Problem, you know, yeah. just straight into it. I mean, we we already been here a year, so yeah. Yeah, yeah, we we know the system, and we just had to just get back into the flow of things. I'm curious, um, the next step. You spoke in front of the media last week, and I kind of asked you the same thing. Um, I'm going to ask you again here for this podcast is, mm. um, you two, everyone knows UNM, the the rise they're going to make, and and or are expected to make is because they got this backcourt that everyone knows. It's you two returning all league guards, a lot of points, all that kind of stuff. What's the next step for you two? Since you already answered once, I'll ask you the same question in a second, mm-hmm. but I'll ask you now. Like, next what do you, what well. do you two need to do as the backcourt for the Lobos that everybody kind of knows is is the reason that the team is sort of on the rise and expects to make a jump this year? They know there's new players, but what do you guys need to do to make that next step? Like, what's the next evolution? For this backcourt of, of Jalen House and Jabal Masper Jr. Uh, just being on the same page at all times, like being one, just connected, um, and you know, just seeing, knowing. Well, obviously, I know where he likes it, and he knows where I like it. But just being a little bit better than we we were before, just so we make the game easier for ourselves, and we're not just like putting our head down and just trying to get a basket. Maybe I come off a uh, like a. Uh, a screen or something, I yeah. see him open in the corner, boom, right there, right away. No, Not even a thought, you know? And some of that only comes with time, right? It's not like you guys could have done anything more about it last year. Some of that just comes like you guys are now on year two, and that starts to come, I would mm-hmm. think, right? Um, you said, like, similar to what he said, mm-hmm. there, there's, the next step is just, like, getting even better at what you guys are doing, but you said the next step is winning. Like, at some I point, say, like, you guys can put up all these points you guys want, but you guys got to start. NCAA tournament. I'll say this right here. I think me and him have the talent of Shabazz Napier and Ryan Boatwright. I, I, we so said I that. We said that. Together, yeah. yeah, we said that in the beginning of last year. I think we, 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 we got that talent. And I think, you know, we can, when we get in that tournament, I think we can make a run and we can, you know, do something big. And I, I really believe, I see us there. Like, yeah. I, I see us there. I envision us on that stage performing at the highest level and, and killing. 
and just doing that. Obviously, a lot of things could happen, and you you guys know, yeah, that. and yeah, you, you understand I mean, anything yeah. can happen. But like, you believe that the ceiling is is a lot more than you guys have reached to this point. A lot more yeah. than this program's yeah, reached in a while. Sure. It's been a while. I don't think there is a ceiling, honestly. I think I think it's however we take it, how higher we can take it. If it's fat farther than the ceiling, man, we we to the moon. Yeah. You know? So I, it's yeah. people like me that put ceilings on it, right? <laughs> we gotta yeah, make exactly. it though. We gotta yeah. make. I haven't been to the tournament one time. Me neither. So you know, here for I gotta get a, get one at least. So a lot of that comes down to like right away. Like you, you can't really ease into the season if you guys out of the Mountain West are hoping to make that kind of noise. Like it, it starts in November. It doesn't. It's not something you can start no, doing yeah. once conference play starts. No. You guys get that. Can you guys convey that message to to your teammates? Are you no, guys I able to let them? Everybody has the right mindset. Uh, everybody wants to win. I don't think we have any losers on our yeah. team at all. So <clears throat> it's just just being able to think the game a little more. Yeah, know? I would say that. You guys, um, kind of this new team. Let me ask you about a couple of the the players. Um, let's talk about the bigs. Of course, we've talked about them a lot, like in the media, locally, telling people what this year's team is going to look like and what's new about the bigs. But let, let me ask you two. You guys are playing with them now, and practice has, has started. What do you two see as the biggest difference between having a, a few extra big bodies? As you mentioned Brima. Sebastian did his part last year as best he could mm-hmm. um, in, in that role, and, and Jay was kind of playing out of position. Jay you know, Javante was also playing out of position, all that kind of stuff. It's not that the guys here last year weren't doing as best they could what they're doing, but some of those guys can slide down a position and go back to natural spots. What do these two new guys bring to the physicality and the big and the front court part of this, something and how does it help you? Something we need and we didn't have last year, you know. No. These guys are putting up a lot of weight in the in the weight room. Yeah. So, like, we wasn't seeing that last year from our big men. And it's not a knock on our bigs. I mean, Jay came from Juco. Like, I'm I'm sure they're not really lifting too yeah. heavy in Juco. Sebastian was a, a high schooler. Marima was a high schooler. Uh, E-man strong, but, like, I wouldn't say he's he was playing the five last year, so that's kind of hard for him to do. He's like six seven. Um, that's all it is. They just bring physicality and uh, touch around the rim. I love playing with them, and I think they're gonna help us a lot. They're finishing. You guys yeah. are you guys getting them the ball. You guys aren't getting disappointed. I don't think. Oh no, man, Never. not at all. They set good screens. <laughs> yes, they, yes, and they get us open, physical. and now they open. So I, I'm happy to. Happy to reward them every time. Every time. When the when the jerseys are different and you're running into one of their screens, you guys feel it, or you guys yeah, know better yeah. than the like you guys know when they're gonna no, be there. You definitely feel the screen because <laughs> you're it. trying to you're trying to fight through the screen, obviously. Yeah. But they're big they bodies. Might, they might get you one time. Yeah. Get you sure. good too. You now have a backup at point guard in in Donovan Dent that I want to talk to you a little bit about because it's a unique situation where um, a lot of accolades. Nobody's expecting him to come. Be, be the starting point guard. You're, you're the clear cut starting point guard, but like he's going to play, right? Like how I want to ask first how he's going to help you at that point guard spot and both you in general at the backcourt. But um, how does Donovan help your game um, playing the same position? Mostly Pushing me in practice, you know, just I wouldn't say I'm. I mean, he just he, he forces me to actually practice hard every day because I don't want to can't really take moments off, yeah, I guess. Right? Like, you know, freshman. Senior, I mean, I'm just trying to establish dominance, honestly. Yeah. He's a guy, too, that I'm probably not unlike you a little bit, where at Arizona State, you had some guys in front of you, whatever the reason, you didn't get kind of some minutes. Like, he's coming into a situation where there's a clear-cut point guard in front of him. How do you make sure he 
still kind of can can get those. It sounds like they're going to still get the minutes for him anyway. But how do you make sure that he doesn't get frustrated? He doesn't um, just talk to him because you know we've been there before. Yeah. I mean, I was a freshman before. I I've been through the ups and downs of freshman year because it's not always going to be smooth sailing. Yeah. So you know, just keeping him level headed and just always talking to him. What uh, what's the best part about Donovan's game that maybe you didn't expect? I know you guys saw him like on an unofficial visit, probably or something like that. But he's finishing. Kick, he can finish. Huh? Kick and pass too. Yeah, he can pass off that ball screen. Man, he's he can see it. He can whip it with either hand. You know? Okay, I mean, he can he can really pass that ball. So, but we're, I mean, that, those are two obviously pretty key things for a point guard. You say he can finish. You say he can pass. Like yeah. obviously, he can do them pretty both. That's what a lot of people I think are a little confused about with Donovan. I mean, he wins Mister California. He he doesn't have all the stars by his name. I, I know recruiting is a is a weird thing sometimes, but like people are wondering like why why is all this hype around Donovan Dent? What does he do so really good? Is you know can he dunk? Can he hit all these threes? But it sounds like he does just a little bit of everything pretty good at yeah. that level, right? Is that is that accurate? It's accurate for sure. Yeah. Can he defend? Yeah, he can. Def- when he wants to, you know. Yeah. You know, he's, a fr- he's, he's, a he's still a freshman, you know right? Yeah. I got when I was a freshman, I was you know. You know, I had my hands on my knees. You know, what I'm saying maybe, maybe I got beat back door a couple of times, but he gonna learn. He, he got the, he got the tools. You know Those I mean? other two the freshmen are, are aren't too bad either, though, right? Like I've, I've been solid. hearing good thing about them too, right? Yeah, yeah they're good. Uh, I don't know what kind of minutes. You know, not everybody can play. Man, nobody. But, I mean, I, I don't really know too much. That's on coach. Yeah, on the minutes, yeah, right? So. But but you guys, there, there's not really anybody here that if they had a in a pinch, you know, play a four minute stretch between media timeouts or something like. It sounds like everybody probably could hold their own with, with a certain Definitely. level of confidence everybody right off the bat. Everybody on this team Definitely. can play. Everybody from 15, one yeah. to 15. Let me ask you this then. Who, you can't pick yourselves, who's going to be the crowd favorite? Who's, who's the media going to watch on this year's team and be like, man, that guy. Like, who would your favorite player be if you guys were a Lobo fan, not on this team, and you can't pick yourselves? Mm, my favorite player? I would say on this year's coming team, obviously. So it could be the new guys they haven't played yet. I'll say Josiah. Okay. Yeah, I'll say Josiah. He brings he brings a lot, a lot of, of positive energy, energy and yes. and he's just uh he does all the little dirty stuff and like the the he does his work a lot early, like in the post, like he's doing his work early and we can see how hard he's working early and and getting positioning and um. Uh, he gets he gets all these offensive crazy offensive rebounds, um, loose balls. I think fans gonna really like him. You know what I mean for that. Like they gonna get hype for him. So I would there. get hype for him. You know, so, same there. I mean, you see him being the, a guy that's gonna be a, a kind of a fan favorite a little bit. I'm curious if there's uh, one thing you could tell us about the other new guy. Then um, one one thing about Morris that fans are gonna see right away when he's on the court, like like that's his identity right away. Is it something that people are gonna see right away? What does he do? What does he bring? His he's strong, much, right? I mean, physicality, physicality uh, footwork. Yeah, I mean, footwork he's, is impeccable. He's really good around the basket. I mean, I sounds like both a, those new big guys then have the. Have, yeah, I don't think there's like really flaw down low for him. Okay, yeah, it really isn't. All right, well then, that's the, the team and the players. What about the coaches? Anything different with them? What's his coaching staff like? Is is what's Patino year two at UNM like? Is he any Same. different? I mean, he's holding us a little bit more accountable because he thinks we can win, you yeah. know, obviously, but same dude. He's more confident, I see it. Is he? Uh, he's way more confident in this year as far as, like, you know, I hear it in his voice, hear it, what he's saying to us, um, how he's coaching us. I mean, he knows we can be, you know, a top three 
team at the end of this at the end of this whole thing and you know I mean make a chance to win the Mountain West. Yeah. You know, he knows that and we know that and you know we feel that and um from from all the coaching staff, you know, even the new the new guys, um, you know, they they they've come in and stepped right in and um, you know, filled in right in with our culture and what we're trying to build. So um yeah, it's just it's good. You guys have already told me then and we'll wrap up with this. You guys have already told me the NCAA tournament is is the goal, obviously. It's everybody's goal, but you guys are saying it with a little bit of, we know we have a chance to get this yeah, done. Conviction. We're going to um, do that. Some conviction. Yeah. Conviction, I mean, that's, that's yeah. a good way to put it. You guys, you guys believe it's going to happen. Um, last thing you can kind of tell people that might listen to this about this coming season, what's it going to take then to, to make that happen? If, if there's kind of one little nugget that you could kind of bundle all this up into and say, like, if, if we make the NCAA tournament, it's because we did this. We got to be on the same page. That's, Same page. What, that's what I feel like everybody be on page one of the book. And then I think everything would take care of itself after that. You know, I know for a fact that I got to do a better job on the glass. I got to rebound. Um, I think if I can contribute um, and get three to three to four more rebounds than I averaged last year, I think we'd be in a much better position. We'd get more possessions, you know, I mean, and. I think if we all just 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 focus in on that defensive end and which we have, like we I think from last year we have like like five times more defensive talent than we had last year just because of our size. You know, we we put in the work, we we've gotten bigger, we've gotten stronger. So I think on the defensive end, that's going to be the most important thing for us to get to that tournament. How much of that defense is on you two though? Like like if you guys if your best defense is a ten, what number would you say you two played at? Defensively last year, were, were you guys? Like you guys had to do some seven, six or I mean, seven. I didn't play the best defense that I could have played. I mean, but that's just coming from playing the whole game. Minutes and, like, and yeah, you know, I don't try to take plays off, but like sometimes it happens. Like I'm tired out there sometimes. And but there, like, there's I might another. Have my hands on my knees or something. You know? I was gonna say there's another piece of it. Like when you are asked to be that much on offense, I know fans don't like hearing this, but like if you guys are asked to be all the offense, and you guys were at times asked to be all the offense. Like it is hard to do that that level on both ends of the court. It's not an excuse and all yeah, that not stuff. Not an excuse at but, all. But like you know, just just try to find a balance between the two. Yeah. You know. And and it sounds like you guys have a little more help this year. If everyone's on the same page, there's no reason um, that you guys will have to take over moments. It doesn't mean you won't take over moments. But like there were times last year where your only chance was if you one of you two took over like the next four or five possessions. Mm. Um, it sounds like you guys have that option more consistently this year because of the other other players all are ready to make that step too. Mm-hmm. Sound about Absolutely, right? Absolutely, yeah. I appreciate sure. you guys. This is I know fans are excited. It's been a while here in Albuquerque since you know there's been some realistic buzz about a top kind of contention kind of season mm-hmm. in the Mountain West. So um I look forward to it. I appreciate it. Anything else you guys want to say about the season ahead? Oh good. All good. Thank appreciate you. It. I appreciate, appreciate it, you man. guys. Thanks man. Yeah. Okay, so there you have it. There's my conversation with Jalen House and Jamal Mashburn Jr. ahead of the season. Much appreciation to those two guards for the Lobo basketball team and for taking the time after their recent practice to to talk with me about the season they had and just everything going on with their basketball journey that that got them to New Mexico and as it kind of proceeds into this season and and sort of what their teammates, the new roles, their thoughts about their their roles on this team and the expectations for these teams, which as you heard um, in particular, Jamal saying NCAA tournament or bust and and Jalen saying, yeah, I mean, he's, he's right there with him. He's never been to one. He wants to go to one. So here we are. Lobo basketball doesn't just have expectations for the first time in a long time from the media and from those around college basketball. 
Um, the fan base always has expectations, but now you got a fan base with expectations. You have media genuinely expecting them to be back in that top tier and contending, at least on the bubble maybe, for the NCAA tournament or an NIT berth. And now you have players coming right out and saying it. We have the pieces in place to make a run at the NCAA tournament. All that's up in the air when when injuries or, or certain types of adversity can hit a team. We know all that. But those things aside, this team has the expectations in place, and they're not only from the from the fans or the media. They are the, the team itself. The coaches and players have said the pieces are there for this team. So hope you enjoyed that conversation. Hope you enjoy future podcasts. This is going to be a weekly podcast throughout the basketball season, so let me know what you think. Grammar at abqjournal.com is my email address. Keep following along with all our sports coverage. We, we're we bringing you not just Lobo basketball, but Lobo football is kind of hitting the home stretch a little bit of their season. We have Lobo women's basketball. Ken Sickinger is the guru there and, and knows everything about Lobo women's basketball. We, we got all that coverage every day in the print edition of the Albuquerque Journal, but also online, abqjournal.com slash sports. We're going to have more digital coverage than ever before in the sports section this season. So let us know what you think. Keep following our coverage. Subscribe if you can. abqjournal.com slash subscribe is how you can do that, and it'd be much appreciated. So until next time, hope you enjoyed this edition of the Talking Grammar Podcast. <laughs>